Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Health Condition Workshop on Chronic Pain Syndrome. My name is Paul. Good evening. This is Bev. And we have our special guest today, Eileen Webster, who is going to present all about pain. And right in Eileen's MO, we've got all kinds of good information here tonight. So. We do. So just so you know, you can download the workbook uh, after Eileen's talk for about 20 minutes or so. Uh, we'll teach the points. Bev will teach the points. You can download the workbook, justtouch.com forward slash workbook. Uh, we've posted that on the uh, Facebook and YouTube uh, comment section. If you have any questions for Eileen throughout her talk, just jot them down in the comment section and we'll try to pass them on to her. But I'm sure she'll answer everything quite well. You ready, Eileen? Yep. Take it away. All righty. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight. So what I'm going to be talking about is chronic pain syndromes. But what we're going to go over is pain itself, how these chronic pain syndromes develop, and the, the typical things your doctor uses and the things I like to use to address chronic pain syndromes, okay? So the first place to begin is just understanding what pain is, okay? So pain isn't really what you think it is, okay? Pain actually isn't pain until it reaches your brain. So when you step on that sharp thing and you feel that sensation in your foot that says, ouch, pain, you truly aren't feeling that in your foot, but in your brain, okay? So backing up just a minute, Pain comes from the Latin word poena, okay, which means a fine or a penalty. And it's actually in uh, Greek mythology, it's the, the name of the, uh, the spirit of punishment too, right? So we've got punishment, we've got fines, we've got penalties, all associated with this word pain. So as soon as somebody says, you know, I'm in pain, there's a sense of panic that's associated with it right away, okay? But pain is really, it's just an unpleasant sensation. Well, it can be a little bit more than that. That ranges from mild to localized discomfort to widespread agony, right? But it really, what pain is, is it's your sensory nervous system's response to a potentially harmful stimulus, okay? Potentially. That doesn't mean it's actually harmful. It's just the way your nervous system's responding to it, okay? But pain is not really pain. It's a warning signal to adopt protective behaviors that promote healing, okay? So if you wanna think about it as just an extension of your sensory nervous system, okay? So the same way that your, um, your sensory systems are evaluating the world around you to keep you safe, it's also doing this, it's evaluating the world around you, but your inner environment too, right? Again, to protect you from um, potentially harmful behaviors. So the first place to begin here is what we call the pain pathway, okay? And I'm calling this the pain pathway because it's the path that the pain signal takes from that potential injury to your brain to where it decides 
whether or not this is a situation, okay? So in the first step of that pain pathway, number one there, we've got our guy walking along and he senses something's going on with his foot, okay? So in this first stage of the pain pathway, these specialized sensory nerves are stimulated by potentially threatening levels of heat, cold, pressure, and chemicals. Now those could be chemicals outside the body, but they can also be the chemicals inside the body. And the chemicals I'm talking about inside the body are the chemicals of inflammation, okay? Inflammation, not only just the, the, the increased volume of things pushing on those nerves causing pain, but those, like I said, the chemicals involved in all that inflammation, all those cells and everything are irritating to those nerves, okay? And so now just remember, this is potentially, we don't know anything is wrong yet, okay? So when that foot, as he's walking along, he senses something with his foot, but is that his shoe? Is it a pebble? Is it a tack? Is it a nail? Is it a snake? Or did a bowling ball just fall on his foot? He actually doesn't know yet, okay? So the, the foot doesn't have a brain. The foot doesn't know. So the foot needs to send this signal on further for more processing. So what it does then in the second stage there, part two, it's going from one nerve to the next, okay? Those nerves are transmitting this, ah, something's going on signal from one. It jumps the gap to the second one. It then goes on to the next, okay? Until it reaches the spinal cord. Then once it's in the spinal cord, once it gets to the spinal cord, you'll see I've got this, I don't know if you can see it very well. There's a little gauge there and a little gate, okay? So now depending upon the level of this threat, potential threat that's coming through, the level of stimulation, there's some special cells there within the spinal cord that are gonna gauge how much threat or potential threat signals coming through. So is this just enough pressure on the foot that's going, ah, it's just a shoe? The signal's not gonna go any further, okay? It's, that gauge is gonna detect this is not a strong enough signal, there's not enough danger here, you may continue walking. But if that signal's a little stronger, a little stronger, there's more pressure on there. If that signal gets strong enough, these gates are gonna release it and allow that signal then to travel on up the spinal cord to the brain, okay? Now, the way in which your body suppresses that signal, if it decides this signal isn't strong enough, it uses your own endorphins and your endocannabinoids, okay? So that's how it suppresses that signal if it doesn't need to go. Now, in the next step, on step four there, there's no specific pain center within the brain, okay? And it's the brain that's deciding whether or not we're in pain. But we're gonna come back to this, okay? Because this is the biggest part, but we're gonna come back to it. Once the brain decides that Yes, this is a pain thing, or um, so if the, if the brain decides, yes, this is painful, it's going to allow that signal to continue back down the spinal cord to that foot to make him jump and grab the foot and go, ha, holy cow, and brace it, right? Squeeze it, embrace it to, to you know, because I think I just broke something there. 
okay? But if when it's in the brain, the brain decides there is no pain, it's going to suppress that signal from going back down the spinal cord. And it does that with, again, your endorphins, your endocannabinoids, but also with things like serotonin and norepinephrine. Think of those as your happy hormones, right? Or your happy um, neurotransmitters. Okay, so now let's get back to that brain, okay? In step four of that pain pathway, Paul, I hope you've got the big head up there. So in that image with the big head, once this pain signal, okay, reaches the brain, there's no specific pain center within the brain, okay? You've got emotional centers, you've got, you know, movement, you've got all kinds of things like that, but there is no pain center within the brain. So what the, what the brain does is it starts going through your files. When did this last happen? Oh God, I think the last time this happened, I was out hiking, I stepped on a rattlesnake, I got bit, there was, there was ambulances, there was emergency rooms, there was uh, so many hospital bills, there was bankruptcy, and oh my God, this was a horrible situation, right? So, or does the brain go through these files and go, oh wait, no, I remember this, this was the last time I tripped over a, a, a little rock, it's no big deal, okay? So the brain is processing this information to try to assess what body part is it that's affected? Okay, then it's going to decide, is this dangerous or not? Again, through these past emotional, or excuse me, past experiences, the emotional state in which it occurred and the context in which it occurred. Okay, so what I want you to think about in that situation is um, think about two little kids, okay? You, you, let's say they're twin little boys. One's having a good day, the other's having a bad day. The one who's having a good day, he's outside playing with all his friends. They're out there playing soccer, right? They're running around. He gets kicked in the shin, no big deal. He trips and falls over a rock, no big deal. He's playing and having a great time. And he doesn't realize until the end when it's over and his mom goes, what happened to your leg? And he looks down and sees, oh, I'm bleeding. Ha ha ha, no big deal, right? Because his brain knew this was all part of soccer. These things happened. So he didn't even feel the pain in the first place. He wasn't aware anything had happened. But take his little brother who's inside, who's been having a temper tantrum all day. He's so upset. He's not allowed to play with his friends. He can't watch cartoons. He's angry. He's having just a horrible day. And he trips and stubs his knee. Oh my God, this is a huge ordeal. He's crying, he's screaming. And it's not that he's just playing it up. He is actually feeling true, horrible pain in that knee that he just bumped because he was already in that emotional space, okay? So here's our next big lesson. Not all injuries cause pain. Not all pain is due to injuries, okay? That's a huge one. That should be a huge relief for a lot of people, okay? Not all pain is due to injuries. So just because you feel a twinge or an ache inside, you don't have to think, oh my God, alarms, something as horrible is wrong, right? Okay? Stress and emotions activate the same centers in the brain, okay? 
as when there is a physical injury. So physical and emotional stress can cause pain. And past emotional trauma can cause pain, okay? So this is where that hidden blessing comes in when your doctor says, we've done all the MRIs, we've done all the scans, we did all the blood work, we can't find anything wrong. That's usually when most pain patients are, are, you don't understand, you don't know what it's like. This pain is real, I'm not making it up. Well, of course you're not making it up. That pain is very real, but there's hope for you in that you don't have to have surgery to have it repaired or that this may not be a lifelong thing. While you've been in pain for a while, it may not have to be a lifelong thing if there's not something that we need to repair, okay? So how does, oopsie, ah, sorry. <laughs> a little computer glitch there. Okay, so this whole crazy process of your brain sending this signal up, processing it, deciding whether or not it's pain and sending it back down happens within just a microsecond, right? This happens so quickly. This is not a conscious thought because you don't have time to be standing there while, you know, while the nails impinging or, you know, is impaling you or while the rattlesnake is biting you. You've got to pull that hand away from the stove. You've got to do what you're supposed to do to protect it, right? And it needs to be done quickly. So, you are not responsible for this pain, okay? It's subconscious. And there is a way we can start turning this pain down, okay? So now, how does pain become chronic? And how do we develop these chronic pain syndromes? So in this next slide, you'll notice that we've gone from this little green pain pathway right, that it takes to get from A to B, we have now gone to a super highway, okay? We, this is now rather than the pain pathway, it's the pain interstate, okay? So how does this happen? Well, the first one I wanna talk about is hyperesthesia, okay? So this is just an abnormal increase in sensitivity to pain. So I'm gonna hold my finger up. I've got a really like swollen arthritic finger here, okay? So hyperesthesia, if you want to think of like this finger, yeah, of course, that knuckle is sore, all right? And it's been sore for a while, so it's getting really sensitive to being sore, okay? And then as this continues, this process just continues because I'm not addressing what's going on here, we can start developing allodynia. And allodynia is when you develop pain due to a stimulus that doesn't normally cause pain, okay? A good example would be a sunburn, inflammation, or trauma, okay? So again, this finger, if I'm at the stage of allodynia, now I can't touch, okay? Well, even though the damage is within the joint, just touching that finger, ah, is so sensitive, but there shouldn't be anything wrong with my skin there but I'm feeling it because that knuckle has gotten so sensitive, right? Then as this process continues to wind up because I'm not addressing this, I'm not taking care of it, hyper or excuse me, 
hyperalgesia can develop, right? And this is when there's a chronic increase in pain response produced by a stimulus that normally does provoke pain, okay? So if you wanna think of, again, okay, and we can break that down into primary and secondary hyperalgesia. Primary is when the, the pain threshold is decreased in just that injured tissue, okay? So now, not only is it sensitive to touch, but all it takes is just a bump, ha, and the whole finger hurts, okay? So I have a decreased pain threshold, just squeezing my fingertips shouldn't hurt, but it does now because this is spreading, okay? Secondary, yeah, it's now going up into these surrounding tissues. So now my whole hand is hurting. This pain syndrome is spreading, okay? So now you can see this spring of pain is getting tightly, more tightly wound. And then we can develop peripheral sensitization and that's hypersensitivity of the nerves in the tissue. So now it's gone just from the injured site to now these nerves are angry. They're firing so much so often that it's become their regular thing, okay? So this green pathway has been traveled so much it turned into a road. That road got traveled so much, it's now that superhighway, okay? So you now have this pain superhighway that's going from a simple arthritic finger into ah, my whole hand and arm, okay? Now, and a good example of that, that's called complex regional pain syndrome, okay? Then as this winds up and gets even worse, you can develop central sensitization. So now it's gone not only from the nerves locally, but it's gone to the spinal cord and the brain. And all of these nerves are so tightly wound up and they're on that pain highway. So now all it takes is just blow the air by and holy God, that hurts. And not only does my hand hurt, but my stomach hurts. And now I've got a headache and my jaw hurts and everything hurts, okay? And so, this is when your nervous system has gone through a process that we call wind up, the wind up of that spring. And you're now regulated in a persistent state of high reactivity to everything. So again, our little guy, he was so wound up that when he felt that pain, bam, it was huge pain instantly. Okay. So we have tightly wound these springs. And then, like, that's not bad enough. We move along further and we turn up the volume knob on this. How? Well, you're already in pain, right? And then you can't sleep because you're in so much pain. And because you can't sleep and you can't heal, that next morning you wake up, you have no energy, you can't do anything, you just, you feel like heck. So what do you do? You go and you, you drink a bunch of coffee, you eat some quick energy foods and carbs, whatever to like give you some oomph to get going, right? But this is all just wearing on you. The pain, I can't sleep, I can't do anything. So now the anxiety and the depression come in. Well, wait a minute. Wasn't that part of how this kind of got tightly, started getting tightly wound in the first place and now it's getting worse. So wait a minute, the more I hurt, then the worse I'm going to hurt. So then I'm going to hurt more. And this, it just keeps getting worse and worse, right? 
And then here's two wonderful, great things I'm just gonna throw in there for you to make you feel even better about it. Using pain relievers too often for your headaches or migraines can actually cause a boomerang effect called a rebound headache. And chronic opioid therapy can contribute to the wind-up process and significantly increase the chances of developing pain sensitization disorders, okay? So opioids are designed to be used in the short run to stop, to just throw up a block to the pain, okay? But if you're using them constantly, not only do you become tolerant to them and you need a higher dose, but that higher dose, you know, well, we're making you more sensitive to the pain. So now you're having more pain. So now you need a higher dose, but now you're getting tolerant to it. So you need a higher dose, but now you're in more pain and you see how this cycle just gets out of control. And so how do we unwind this chronic pain cycle? Okay. Well, the reason I told you this step-by-step, step, one, two, three, four, five, how this pain pathway goes along is because it's important for you to identify where exactly in that pathway things have gone haywire for you so that you can unwind it properly, okay? So in this first step, if it's where the damage has occurred, well, you want your doctor, of course, to repair that damage. Is there a broken bone? Does something need to be stitched up? Do we need to pull the thorn out? You know, so have the doctor, you know, repair the damage and then address the inflammation, right? This finger will stop hurting if I can get the inflammation down in that joint. Okay. So your doctor will have you use anti-inflammatory medications, either by prescription over the counter, or there's even topical ones you can get a hold of at your local drugstore. And physical therapy, of course, because we want to, after that injury has been repaired, we want to re-strengthen all those muscles and everything around it to get you strong so that you don't injure these things again. But what can you do on your own? Well, that's going to be an anti-inflammatory diet, okay? And maybe some supplements like turmeric or essential fatty acids and antioxidants and vitamin D, okay? You can also do your own strengthening exercises, right? To, and staying active. I love the pool. I think the pool is awesome. I think that's one of the best um, exercises people can do is pool therapy when they have chronic pain. But you can use heat to help increase the circulation if there's muscle pain and spasms, okay? Or you can use ice to decrease the inflammation or to numb it from the pain. Compression works really good. That's why you naturally just grab it, right? So compression is really good for pain. And also Arnica. Arnica is a really popular one for pain and inflammation right at the site, okay? But I personally, as a, a, a clinical cannabis pharmacist and a, a BioTouch practitioner, I like to use CBD and CBDA to not only get the inflammation under control, but to raise those levels of anandamide and such to get those pain levels down right there. And also BioTouch healing to you know, ease the pain right at the site. But then if that's not where your pain is, let's say there's pain in the nerves, right? You might have a nerve damage or something going on, right? That, that's caused, so these nerves are damaged and sending that signal. Well, if it's, of course, have your doctor do what he can. But if your doctor can't, 
then you would want to use like counter irritants and that's going to be like your icy hots and tiger bombs and those guys right or anesthetics to numb those nerves okay capsaicin is one of the best it's very very hot but capsaicin actually depletes those nerves of substance substance p and starts to unwind that um sensitization syndrome that's going on okay um, you can also use uh, essential oils like lavender and bergamot and peppermint. Peppermint's a really good, um, again, for that cooling sensation, kind of like icy hot. But lavender and bergamot actually, again, work on those nerve endings to calm that pain signal down, okay? Then you can use other techniques to distract you from that pain, okay? Massage, brushing, okay? I know it sounds crazy, but brushing that signal of the, the, the sensation of the brushing actually travels faster to the spine and kind of short circuits out the ouch signal, okay? TENS units work that way too. They, they kind of short circuit those, those nerves from being able to send that signal along. But also having a healthy diet in things like B-complex and, and minerals for nerve health but a big one here is going to be magnesium. The research they found on magnesium is just magical on how it can plug those nerves and start to unwind them from being um, so sensitive, okay? But and again, me as the cannabis pharmacist and biotoucher, I'm all about biotouch on those nerves and then using, again, CBD, CBDA, and I like to use THC for those nerves too, okay? But then, if it's in the spine, okay, we've got issues in the spine, of course. That's where your doctor needs to come in to, you know, repair that damage. This is where they give you opioids. This is also where acetaminophen will work to help uh, slow that signal from going up the spine. But also, Keeping your spine in good, healthy shape through chiropractic and osteopathic manipulations will help. And again, using those counter irritants, like I was saying before, or those essential oils on the spine for that signal. And then you can also do things to raise your endorphins. Remember I said your endorphins are the ones that, that uh, shut that signal down from going up. So raise your endorphins, exercise, yoga, massage, and positive social interactions, right? And again, the TENS unit. And once again, magnesium. And then me, as the cannabis pharmacist, again, when working with the spine there, I like to use CBD, CBDA, THC, THCA, or CBG. It all depends upon the patient. And then also, of course, BioTouch Healing. <laughs> Notice how it works everywhere. That's why I like it. And then on the brain. This is the big part. This is where all of this decision is going on. Repair the damage. And I'm not talking with the surgeon now. I'm talking about seeking counseling, um, like cog cognitive behavioral therapy or, or, or whatever type of counseling works the best for you, okay? You need to go in there and resolve those traumas, okay? Resolve the depression, resolve the anxiety, okay? And it's here where, again, your doctor might give you opioids, but that's not helping. Anxiolytics, which are anti-anxiety drugs, antidepressants, and maybe a sleep aid to help you sleep a little better. And again, I'm all about BioTouch 
CBD, CBDA, THC, THCEA, and CBG can all help with that. But again, it depends upon the person, okay? Then, oops, then in the last part, or excuse me, as far as what you can do for unwinding in the brain, meditation, mindfulness. You can take supplements like magnesium, like I was saying, magnesium again, to unwind, help unwind those nerves from the chronic pain syndrome. But magnesium is also very calming and helps you sleep too. L-theanine, lavender and bergamot again, chamomile, melatonin, and do things again to raise those endorphins. I keep punching this one at you. And focus on a healthy gut because those neurotransmitters, as we know, are being produced in that gut there, right? And so to alleviate the depression and the anxiety, you need those good um, your neurotransmitters. So, And then in our final stage here of that spine coming down, it's all these same things. Your doctor wants to load you with opioids, acetaminophen, antidepressants, and things like gabapentin to stop that signal from going down. But again, if you can raise those endorphins and raise your endocannabinoid levels, you can stop that pain signal from coming down and keep unwinding, slowly unwinding this tight spring that you have developed. Okay, so now all of these things that I've listed as far as the cannabinoids and the supplements and the exercises and everything, please people of course consult with your doctor or your pharmacist or whoever before you add anything to your current regimen. Wow. <laughs> so funny thing. It took so many notes. <laughs> you, you 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 blitzed out Facebook. <laughs> so <laughs> it it just blitzed out Facebook. It was on YouTube, but you know we're gonna be uh, sending this out to people too. So it was going on and off on Facebook. Man, that was just like overload to my brain. <laughs> I think I'm in pain. <laughs> you know you know what though? I gotta tell you, it all made sense, Eileen. Yep. Now, I mean, it just put it all together for me. And uh, you know, I'm looking at my notes going, BioTouch. Oh yeah, BioTouch. <laughs> and by the way, I thank you. I take magnesium with B6, I have for years, and vitamin D3 and so thank you. <laughs> you affirmed some things for me, but that was, that awesome. was amazing. That, that was, was the, the charts were perfect. The way you described it, yeah, it was perfect. This yeah. will be, uh, it'll go into the archives. That's perfect. It is. All right. So uh, thank you, Eileen. We're going to now teach the points. So uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Eileen. Thanks everyone. Whew. All right. Goodness gracious. So, well, it's a good thing we are going to do the headset, isn't it? Because yep. that seems was all to there. Be, that was all. I mean, right, it was like, it's right there. Oh my gosh. I made so many uh, <laughs> profound notes about what we've all, what you and I have talked about for years about BioTouch. And she just kind of like brought all this up. Okay. So, okay. Well, let's just go ahead and teach. So, uh, we're going to give this over to Bev and She's going to teach all the sets of points here. So let me get on to the health condition points. There we go. Yep. Okay. So uh, I'm really happy for those of us who have joined us tonight. And uh, if this is your first time with us, 
Um, we do have a health condition workshop, uh, workbook. Yes, we do have a workshop, uh, health condition workbook that we uh, put out um, with the, the basic sets of points that we feel are going to address whatever this specific condition is that we're doing the workshop on. Uh, if you do have that workbook or you wanna go and look at it, we're going to be following it on your screen, but as you can see, the very front page um, is always going to be um, the, the condition itself. And then a really wonderful breakdown with some information, you know, the, the causes and, and some of the things that you can do and just gives you some great uh, information right off the top. And we thank um, our scribe, Paula Taylor, for doing these for us every month. They're she's just really doing a great job. So that's the first page. Um, it will just introduce you to whatever it is that uh, the health condition is that you're interested in. So we're gonna go to this next page in it's uh, this page six, and these are all out of our manual. So this is directly from, from the Bible of BioTouch. So we're going to, like I said, for those of you who might not be familiar with BioTouch, we're gonna do just a, a, a quick introduction just to give you a foundation. Um, as you can see, there's four main bullets. Uh, but first of all, let me say BioTouch is using the first two fingers of your hands to lightly touch another person on the skin like a butterfly. And that's, that's the definition of BioTouch, one person touching another person lightly on the skin. And so right off the bat, we've already answered uh, part of the question, can you do BioTouch on yourself? So we always say, well, the, the basic definition is includes a relationship, two people. So as far as BioTouch is concerned, if you can reach those points on yourself, why not? We don't know one way or the other whether it's effective or not. We are here to teach BioTouch as it is. It is two people entering into a relationship of healing together. And that is what we really are trying to bring because we all need to start coming into more relationship with each other. So let's, let's uh, look at these four bullets. The first one is, says BioTouch is easy to learn. Um, and yes, that's true. Um, some people might think it's a little overwhelming. However, it's like anything new. You, you see something new and you're, uh, but if you really take it and take it apart, even children have learned this and can practice it effectively. This is the, I think the, the basis of, of what we're trying to do. It is getting this into, let's start with the basic family unit, because then we're talking about the whole family of humanity eventually. But let's start with our own families and our own spheres of influence. Our children, you know, BioTouch is just so easy and safe and non-invasive 
And this trust and feeling of safety and cared for, well, of course, children are going to learn it very easily and be effective. And that is the beauty of BioTouch. It is definitely meant for every single person. Every single person has it already within themselves to learn BioTouch and to practice BioTouch and be a totally effective. So yes, children, we've had children become certified actually. So this is, it's, that's how simple it is. The second bullet, it's a complement to any healthcare program, not only a complement, but it enhances whatever it is that you want to add to BioTouch. If it's, if it's, if you're under a doctor's care, if you're on a specific diet, if you're taking uh, prescriptions, if you're, what, whatever you're doing, if you're going to add BioTouch and integrate BioTouch with that, it's just going to be an amazing journey. We always ask and remind you that if you're under a doctor's care, to please, you know, pay attention to, to that medical practitioner um, and work with, with that person. Um, so BioTouch isn't just complementary. It, like I said, it's integrative. You can add it and integrate it into anything, and it is a holistic system. We always say BioTouch addresses the body, nothing else. We don't have to address anything else, just the body. The body knows what to do, and all those parts of ourselves that make up this body are going to eventually, over time, with consistency, are going to respond to this loving touch. That's what we know. The third bullet, it has no levels of ability. Everyone is effective. And that is just the way it is. The first time that you learn BioTouch and you practice it on another person, you are going to be totally effective for that person to address whatever it is that they're asking of you. There's no other than just learning these 17 sets of points your the the training the the levels and all of that do not happen with biotouch um it's immediate you have a tool to help your loved ones your family your friends your co-workers stranger on the street everybody that comes into your sphere of influence you are going to be able to use biotouch with and be effective that's just amazing. The last, the fourth uh, bullet is it requires no special preparation or belief system. So you're not going to have to prepare yourself to withstand somebody's negative energy, not going to have to prepare a space, you know, with music or lights or whatever it is. The, the beauty of BioTouch is in the moment. In the moment is where we meet each other. And all of that other superficial stuff means nothing. So whatever your spiritual belief, whatever your religious belief, whatever your political belief, BioTouch honors all of that, all of it. And this is what is so unique about this amazing um, healthcare modality. It is just amazing. The more that you use BioTouch, the more you're going to fall in love with this modality. So here, here's the deal. We want you to wash your hands. This is right before you want to do BioTouch with someone. You wash your hands 
you're going to use the first two fingers of your two hands. You're going to reach out and touch very lightly on the skin, specific points, and you're gonna hold each one of those points for six to eight seconds. And boom, there you go. We have started this whole wonderful process now and, and really a relationship. So this page, the terms used in this manual, um, we, we just, it's just part of the, the from the manual, the, the page that's already there. Uh, we won't teach those tonight. However, we do like to mention that very first bullet, the associate. This is the associate is the one that we call the practitioner or the one that is giving, performing the sets of points on another person. And then of course the recipient is the one benefit, benefiting from that. So this is very interesting and this is what BioTouch does. So here's the definition. One often in the company with another implying an intimacy or equality and two, one having an interest in common with another. And that is really sums it up. This is what's happening. Some two people in each other's company, intimately equal and being honored and being safe and being cared for. It's perfect, it's perfect. So Paul, is there anything uh, that you wanted to add before we go to the greeting? Uh, no, just want everybody to know that when you look at these manuals, this is the ebook version of it. You get it at justtouch.com forward slash workbook. And at the bottom of each of those pages is a little link to these videos that we're going to show as we teach the different sets of points. Yeah. Okay, great. So let's start learning how to address chronic pain. The first set that we always teach, and it is profoundly the most important one is called the greeting. This is always performed after you wash your hands, after you, when you step in front of that other person, you're always gonna give the greeting before you do any other points anywhere on the body. This is what establishes a harmony between the two. So Paul is gonna show the video of someone doing the greeting. The greeting is always performed at the beginning of each session. It's the only set that uses one hand and the only set that indicates which hand to use. The greeting is performed with the dominant hand. If you are right-handed, use your right hand. If you are left-handed, use your left hand. The greeting is made by touching at point one, which is in the fleshy area just below the bottom of the breastbone or sternum. Hold this point for six to eight seconds. Then with the same two fingers, touch point two on the back. To find point two, look for the big bone at the base of the neck. From here, move one to one and a half inches to the left. This is point two. Hold this point for six to eight seconds. More than one associate may work with a recipient provided that all of the associates perform the greeting. If the associate or the recipient leaves the session, or if someone who hasn't done the greeting touches either the recipient or the associate, the greeting must be reestablished. 
Then the session may proceed from where it was interrupted. Okay. Um, hey, Paul, would you just kind of go over for everyone how um, each set is set up in our manual? Yeah, so you'll notice here's one page, which is the, the uh, a drawing of the set of points with the numbers and the uh, hold points of where we are. And on the second page of each of those is a description in words of where those points are. And those words are exactly the same as they are to the video that we're showing here this evening. And again, on each page of this ebook is a link to the video. Yeah, great. You know, it's really, it's, it's amazing because this language in our manual, it helps us to learn where those points, specific points are on the body. But this is you for someone, for all of us to be able to explain and, and to use this language, you can find that point or sets of point on anybody. That's the beauty. And you can tell somebody in New York, if you're living in California over the phone, they, this language will take them exactly to where they need to touch for that condition. It's, it's amazing. So, okay, let's go to the first set that we are going to teach. This is the metabolism. And the metabolism is, what do you say? It, it's really, I think, one of the body's best tools because it helps the body to assimilate what it needs and, and eliminate what it does not. So let's go ahead and um, Paul's going to show us and you can see someone doing the metabolism. The metabolism set can be used to help the body assimilate what it needs and eliminate what it doesn't need. The metabolism set has two steps. Step one involves touching points in matching fire along the large muscles on the front of the neck. Points one and one are located above the collarbone in the soft indentations on both sides of the notch at the top of the breastbone. Points two and two are halfway up the neck on the front of the large muscles. Points three and three are at the top of the neck on the front of the large muscles. The second step involves holding a point on the front of the body and touching points next to the spine on the back. Hold point X on the front of the body is on a line directly between where the nipples would be on a youth and is one to two inches to the left of the breastbone. Another way to find X is one third of the way up the breastbone from greeting point one and one to two inches to the left of the breastbone. The points on the back are located next to the spine, forming a rectangle around the breakover point. The breakover point is where the bottom of the rib cage joins the spine and can be found by imagining a line directly through the body from greeting point one. To perform step two, find hold point X on the front of the body and touch points one through four on the back. Point one is approximately one to two inches up from the breakover point on the left spine muscle. Point two is directly across from point one on the right spine muscle. 
Point three is two to three inches below the breakover point on the right spine muscle. Point four is used to address blood sugar problems and is added to the other metabolism points when needed. It is located across from point three on the left spine muscle. Okay, so that is the metabolism set. The second set we're going to um, teach is stress and anxiety. Now, remember Eileen was, was talking about the stress, the mental stress, the emotional stress that is triggered and manifests in the body. This is exactly what the stress set is here to address. So it is, when she was talking about that, I thought, yeah, if you, we just do the stress set, we're going to really help our bodies to just unwind. I love that word that she was using, unwind. BioTouch helps us to unwind on so many different ways. So let's go ahead and look at the video and we can actually see somebody doing the stress set. The stress set may be used to address any manifestation of physical, emotional, or mental stress, as well as anxiety and shingles. Hold at X, which is in the fleshy area just below the bottom of the breastbone. It is the same as greeting point one. Then with the other hand, touch points one and two, which are the same points as in the heart set. These points are found by imagining a line running from the notch at the top of the breastbone to a place on the left breast where the nipple would be on a youth. Divide this imaginary line into thirds. Point one is at the top of the first third. Point two is at the top of the second third. These points may be touched repeatedly, and remember to touch each point for at least six to eight seconds. Hmm. And that's the stress set. Very easy, very simple, very, very helpful. So the, uh, the last set is the head, at least, uh, last but not least, the head set. 90% of what Eileen was talking about was um, uh, had to do with what the what the uh, headset in BioTouch can address. Um, all of those endorphins, releasing that, the pain. I mean, on and on. So this is a really uh, a must set for chronic pain. I had no idea. <laughs> Thank you, Eileen. So let's go ahead and look at the video and see someone doing the headset. The headset can be used to address conditions related to the brain. There are four steps in this set. In step one, use through fire to touch points A and A. Point A on the back of the head is in the center of the neck at the base of the skull. Point A on the front of the head is at the center of the forehead where the forehead begins to curve to the crown. Step two is performed in crossfire with the fingers of each hand touching on opposite sides of the head. Hold at X, 
which is in the indentation beside the neck muscle at the base of the skull. It is the same as point one of the back set. On the opposite side of the head, touch points one through five. Points one, two, and three are on the ridge line formed where the skull curves up toward the crown. Point one is above the outside corner of the eye on the ridge. Point two is above the front of the ear on the ridge. Point three is above the back of the ear on the ridge. To locate point four, move down the head toward the base of the skull to a horizontal indentation approximately one-third of the way down from the top of the ear and one to one and a half inches behind the back edge of the ear. Point five is opposite hold point X at the base of the skull. Point five now becomes the new hold point as points one through five are touched on the opposite side of the head. In crossfire, touch point one above the outside corner of the eye on the ridge, point two above the front of the ear on the ridge, Point three is above the back of the ear on the ridge. Point four is a horizontal indentation approximately one-third of the way down from the top of the ear and one to one and a half inches behind the back edge of the ear. And point five is opposite hold point X at the base of the skull. Step three is performed in matching fire touching points one and one. two and two, three and three, four and four, five and five. Finally, in step four, place the open palms of both hands on the head covering points one through three. Be careful, don't let your hands touch each other. Well, and there we are. There we are. So, so we, we do have uh, addressing extremities, but I think let's the two of us come together here and talk about how to do that. You know, I was just thinking about that because Eileen's talk about all those nerve pathways. Right. Wow. Do we? Yes. So it, it, it'll be. The headset a, can be used to address. Con that. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. So the, one of the biggest parts in BioTouch is we actually work on the nervous system, the spinal column. And yes. we talk about all those nerves that come off the back and they go to different areas of the body. And so if you yep. get our manual, you'll see a little chart that shows uh, all the different uh, nerves that go off to the different parts of the body. So we always say with BioTouch, 
you always use in two hands, both hands, and you put two fingers right on the pane. So she talked about the foot, two fingers on the foot pane. And then if you trace that nerve, it goes to the lower back area. And then you put two fingers on the low back or anywhere on that spine. You could hold two fingers on the feet and then even do some little sweeps on the low back. Uh, Let's say it's a hand problem. Two fingers on the wrist or the fingers, whatever you hurt. And then two fingers somewhere in the upper neck area or, or upper back area. And two fingers and just sweep down that area. Or just put two fingers of each hand and touch around the pain. Yeah. You know, and take those two fingers and actually what we call sweep, slowly move the fingers up the nerve train to the spine. So you're moving from the spine to the localized pain. You might have hit your shoulder or your neck or banged your head or something like that. Right. So, right. So it's easy to do the local work of just taking the two fingers of each hand touching all around it, doing that light, slow sweep that we call around it, and then getting the connection into the, the spinal column. I mean, it, it, I mean that, that, you was... know, that is just so exciting, isn't it? Yeah. To give all of us the ability to really talk to that body with BioTouch, right. whatever is required. I'm I'm blown and, away. And if you know Eileen's story, when she first came to the center, she was in pain from head to toe, had all kinds of problems. We Talk about her, her neurosystem. Yeah, huh? we, we interviewed her on Monday. We've had other interviews with her. Um, it, it, it completely transformed her life and has allowed her to become a pharmacist for cannabis now, actually going back to get her registered pharmacist license. Um, and, and she's ours. Yes. She belongs to us. <laughs> we own her. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you have any questions, you can go to uh, her website that we posted. And uh, this will all be sent out to everybody. We know Facebook had a little hard time, but it was on YouTube. And we'll get this email out to everyone and repost it on Facebook. But I'll tell you, that was some good information. Tonight. Oh, good information. Perfect. Perfect. So we hope we answered your questions. We hope we taught you how to address chronic pain. If you have any questions, contact us, office at justtouch.com, biotouchhealing.com, justtouch.com. We're here for you. We're here. Let us know how we can help. Yep. So next month, uh, we are going to talk about varicose veins next month. So that'll be fun, too. That and, will uh, be if you yes, have any, because we have another lovely yes, biotouch prisoner who's <laughs> going to do it. <laughs> uh, as you can tell, we have fun here at Biotouch. So. Yep. All right. Thank you all this evening. Thank you, Beth. Thank you all for being with us. And yep. uh, thank we'll you, Paul. See you all next month. Bye bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>